Alright, is everyone ready to start? I have kind of a long spiel here at the beginning, because uh, <clears throat> it's been a while. Alright. My name is Adam, and uh, it's been a little while since I've done this, but uh, hey, I've got this microphone, I've got this script in front of me, I think everything will probably be fine. I also have before me three worthy contestants, all looking for a victory here today. Contestant number one, please introduce yourself. My name's Georgia Beelich. Georgia, you were the, I, I think I would say the overall winner of, at our live show in February. Uh, I think you won four of the six games that we played. That's correct. That uh, you, you made out pretty well there. Mm-hmm. But uh, now you're dealing with two other veterans. Uh, contestant number two, please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Kat Bishop, and it's a pleasure to be back. <laughs> it's nice to have you back. It always is. And contestant number three, please introduce yourself. I'm Daryl Goodwin, and I'm also returning. Daryl Goodwin. All three of you have your names on that cap behind me. This has sort of turned into a tournament of champions. Uh... For, for what it's worth. So, uh, you know, high stakes here today. As high stakes as there can be for a game where you don't win any prize or <laughs> cash. Um, anyway, Wordplay. If it is your first time listening, uh, Wordplay is a game show where these three fine folks I just introduced will compete against one another in four rounds of devious word puzzles. I've spent weeks crafting myself. I almost said years. Uh, <laughs> I have spent weeks crafting myself. Should they win the game, their prize will not only be bragging rights, but also this, the aforementioned wordplay cap of wisdom, a mysterious ancient artifact containing universal knowledge. They don't get to keep the cap, of course. That would be irresponsible. However, they do earn the right to temporarily wear the cap, as well as sign it with their name to warn future generations once the power of the combined knowledge inside the cap causes them to rise up and become some sort of post-apocalyptic dictator. Uh, what was I saying? Word puzzles, yes, that's why we're here. Uh, let's get to our very first round. Uh, I think I mentioned on a previous episode that I have a mild obsession with the number three. I can't explain it, really. It's just a nice number. Anyway, our first puzzle today concerns notable groups of three. Here's how it'll go. I will start with a clue, as always, and every correct answer in this game will be a common phrase with the structure blank, blank, and blank. We're naming well-known trios here, but not necessarily people. So, for example, if I said three squares a day, the correct response would be breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Everyone ready? Yes. Okay, hands on buzzers. Here we go. The most important parts of a gun, or another way of saying completely, Daryl? Lock, stock, and barrel. Lock, stock, and barrel is correct. And you're on the board. A trio of stooges. Georgia. Larry, Moe, and Curly. Larry, Moe, and Curly is correct. I'd like to note that Shemp would have also been acceptable. <laughs> Characters seen on a box of Rice Krispies. Georgia? Snap, crack, and pop. That is correct. Phrase indicating that you're just three quick movements away from your goal. Cat? Hop, skip, and a jump. That's correct. Clint Eastwood movie from 1966. Georgia? Good, the bad, the ugly. That's correct. Fluids you put into work that you're really proud of. 
Cat. Blood, sweat, and tears. That's correct. Protectors of the city of Townsville, the Powerpuff Girls, Georgia. Buttercup, Bubbles, and Blossom. That's correct. I'll take that. <laughs> and finally in this category, advice to a hungry, thirsty, sad person. Cat? Eat, drink, and be merry. That is correct. <laughs> it's just that simple. Uh, there we are. Nicely done, everyone. Uh, something simple to shake up the old gray matter. Uh, after that first round, Georgia is in the lead. No surprise, with four points. Cat uh, has. What do you mean, th- no surprise? We've all won. <laughs> Liz, I'm just, I'm just basing this on past experience. Georgia is doing real. I, I, I don't know. The, the, my most recent past experience. My memory is. I feel, I feel he's not giving us enough credit. Georgia is winning. It's still, <laughs> but it's still early. Still early. Don't worry, Daryl Strigelfrego will come back to him. <laughs> anyway, Georgia uh, came away with four, Cat has three, and Daryl has one. So now we hit the brakes for just a few moments in the style of Jeopardy to get to know our contestants a little bit better. I mentioned before that the winner on each episode of Wordplay gets to wear and sign the cap. In addition to that, you also have the honor of selecting a question to pose to the contestants on our next show. And the last time, way, way back in the year 2015... Cat came away as the winner and posed this question. What is the first book that you remember reading and rereading as a child? Like, what was the first book that you really read, you couldn't put down, and read over and over again? Uh, so, Georgia, do you have uh, an answer to that? Yes. The, the first book that gripped me like that was The Stand by Stephen King. Mm. The, the original shortened version, not the extended version, mm. but I've, I've read it about... Eight times now. Hmm. I, I I have read the extended version of the stand myself. It is, it is voluminous. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's thousands of pages, and uh, quite a journey. Cat. Uh, For me, it would probably have to be um, Gone with the Wind. Hmm. My grandmother gave me that book um, the summer I turned twelve. And uh, because I basically just read everything I could get my hands on, and she thought, here's a big book. This will take you a little while. <laughs> and uh, I've been reading it ever since. I actually uh, most recently reread it. Um, I downloaded it to my Kindle and reread it um, over Thanksgiving. And this time I actually read the, all of the war parts, like intentionally read them instead of skimming through them. Mm-hmm. And I found I came away with a different uh, understanding of the story. Huh. Very cool. Uh, how about you, Daryl? Uh, my the book that I it's kind of a comfort read now actually is a uh, Jurassic Park. Hmm. Way back whenever the movie was about to come out, I was a small kid, really liked dinosaurs and whatnot. And my parents were like, "Here's a very large book full of words, and it's about dinosaurs. <laughs> this will make you be quiet and be in a corner for a little bit." Nah. So it's from now. All of Michael Crichton's books are kind of like comfort reads for me. Oh, huh. all right, very cool. Ah, all right then. Well, uh, what do you, that was uh, pretty great, guys. Let's get back to the game, let's say. This one's called The Shape of Things. In this round, every correct answer will be a phrase that contains the name of a geometric shape. For example, if I said, type of shady business model that rewards members based on enrolling more members rather than by selling a product or service, the correct response would be pyramid scheme. Is everyone ready? I bet that was the easy one. <laughs> Here we go. Romantic entanglement involving three people, Georgia. Love triangle. Love triangle is correct. Lively instructed movement involving four couples that... Georgia? Square dancing. That's correct. 
room that may contain a desk, a flag, and the pre... Oval Office? Daryl, yes, that's correct. <laughs> Oval Office. And the President of the United States was my third thing. <laughs> Puzzle toy with six sides made popular... Daryl? A die? Sorry, that's not what I was looking for. Would you like me to continue? Yes, yeah. please. Puzzle toy with six sides made popular in the 1980s. D Georgia? Ruby's Cube. That's correct. Experimental sound dampening device from TV's Get Smart. Georgia? A cone of silence. That's correct. A concept which presents existence as a cycle with continuous beginnings and endings. Cat? Circle of life. That's correct. Ooh, I got one. <laughs> Early audio recordings were made on these objects. Georgia? Wax cylinders. That's correct. And finally in this category, this number from Gentlemen Prefer Blondes insists a certain variety of precious stones are most... Cat? Diamonds are a girl's best friend. That's correct. All right, in that round, uh, Georgia scored five, uh, Cat had two, and Daryl had one. <clears throat> Round three. The Reverend William Archibald Spooner was notoriously prone to making a specific type of linguistic gaffe. He would unintentionally reverse the beginning sounds of words in a phrase, often with humorous results. Instead of saying, a crushing blow, he might say, a blushing crow. Or instead of, the, the Lord is a loving shepherd, he'd say, the Lord is a shoving leopard. This kind of slip-up is called a spoonerism in his honor. We've covered them very briefly before on Wordplay, but this game is chock full of them, and here's how it will work. For each item in this category, I'll give you two clues. The first clue will resolve into a well-known phrase. The second clue should lead you to a spoonerized version of that phrase. I want you to buzz in and give me the spoonerized version. So for example, if I said, something you might eat on top of a plate of sp... No, I can't even say it. This is a bad this is a bad start. Something you might eat on top of a plate of piscetti and shopping centers where you might find some hot new jams, the correct response would be beat malls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Everybody looks confused. That is the correct response. Okay. Is everyone clear? Yep. All right. Cool. Hands on buzzers. Here comes the silly. Wax-coated, chewy candies that come in flavors ranging from fruits to buttered popcorn. And pair of pants... Cat? Belly jeans. Belly jeans is correct. Pair of pants you wear when you're feeling bloated. Striking this nerve at the end of your arm can result in a painful tingling. And cartoon rabbit bugs... Cat? Bunny phone. Bunny phone is correct. Cashews, almonds, and pecans, and interbred dogs that... Daryl? Nixed mutts. Nixed mutts is correct. Interbred dogs that the animal shelter will no longer accept. A well-thought-out scheme, and a group of ninjas who make... Daryl? A punning clan. A punning clan is correct. Very nice. A group of ninjas who make cheesy word jokes amongst one another. Oh, we know some of those. <laughs> You might say this to someone who's sweaty after a long day of work. And an earthquake might do this to a tall, thin building. You would 
Tell someone to clean up after a long day of work. Daryl? Shake a tower? Shake a tower is correct. A hiking snack that may contain dried fruit, checks cereal, M&Ms, and a host of other ingredients. Cat? Mail tricks. Mail tricks is correct. Uh, and amazing feats your postal worker might perform as they make their deliveries. Tasty carbonated drink made from the sassafras plant. And one... Georgia? Boot rear. Boot rear is correct. One way to say you kicked a rival to the curb. <laughs> Finally in this category... Stamp you might see on a fragile parcel and a stick of wax wearing a toupee. Cat? Candle with hair. Candle with hair is correct. <laughs> All right, uh, in that round, Cat came away with four points. Uh, Daryl had three, and Georgia just had one. And we move on to our final round of the episode, or as we like to call it here, the last puzzle ever. Wordplay had its last proper episode in October, so I've been out of the game for a little while. However, I do remember that a pretty sweet way to wrap up an episode is with a round of first things first. Every correct answer in this round will begin with the same letter. And in honor of Wordplay's return, let's say that letter is O. For example, if I said, Common name of a Florida city, comedian Jones, and singer Tony, the correct response would be Orlando. Every correct answer in this final round will be worth two points instead of the usual one, and this game tends to be a little bit more rapid-fire than most others, so buzzer speed will be key. Is everyone ready for the final drop? Then let's begin. Bird that lays the largest eggs. Georgia? Ostrich. Ostrich is correct. Fruit named for its own color. Daryl? Orange. That's correct. Large humanoid monster that eats humans. Cat? Oh, cat has nothing. Georgia? Ogre. Ogre is correct. You know, like Shrek. Uh, restaurant chain that was not founded in Melbourne, Sydney, or Adelaide. Georgia? Outback. Outback is correct. Musical instrument with a keyboard and a set of fat pipes. Cat? Organ. Organ is correct. Garment worn atop another outfit to protect it from the elements. Cat? Overcoat. That's correct. Name of the hotel the Torrance family stays at. Georgia? Overlook. Overlook is correct. Elmer Fudd sings Killed a Wabbit, Killed a Wabbit in a Looney Tunes short. Cat? Overture. Overture is not what I was looking for. Georgia? Opera. Opera is correct. In a Looney Tunes short uh, presented as this kind of musical theater. Well-dressed musicians who sit in a pit. Cat? Orchestra. Orchestra is correct. Single from Britney Spears' second album. Georgia? One more time. Sorry, no. Cat? Oh, baby, baby. Sorry, no. Daryl? Would you like to guess? Okay, that's a no. Oops, I did it again, was the answer, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> Ill-tempered, grumpy, or mean. Cat? No? No. Georgia? Obstreperous. Obstreperous? That's a good word. That's a $5 word. All right, hang on. <laughs> I gotta look that up and see if that actually works. I remember my word. Can I try again? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll take that. Okay. He's going for ornery, I think. I oh. was. <laughs> Just okay. And gone. Type of structure exemplified by the Washington Monument. Georgia? Obelisk. That's correct. In Peter and the Wolf, this woodwind instrument represents Daryl. Oboe. Oboe is correct. It represents the duck. Three Dog Knights saying that it was the loneliest number. Georgia? One. That's correct. 
famous wand maker in the world of Harry Potter, Cat. Ollivander. Ollivander is correct. Farmer from a children's song. Yeah. <laughs> Georgia. Old McDonald. Old McDonald is correct. Attentive and focused, like someone standing atop a sphere. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, what's another word for sphere? Ball. Uh. Okay, no, everybody's giving me a... Daryl, you're right, but everybody's giving me the look. On the ball. Attentive and focused. On the ball. Uh, this word, meaning a chance to do something, can metaphorically knock... Georgia. Opportunity. That's correct. Where Apple products are manufactured. Georgia. Blanked. I blanked. Oh, all right. Cat or Daryl, would you like me to finish? Where Apple products are manufactured. Not the tech, the fruit. Daryl. Orchard. Orchard is correct. And finally, type of traditional Chinese tea. Georgia. Oolong. Oolong is correct. That is it, everyone. Daryl, I'm sorry, you ended up in third place with 11 points. Cat, uh, you came in second with 17, and you have been dethroned by the new champion, Georgia, with 32 points. That is prodigious and tremendous and other words that I can't think of right now. Obstreperous. Obstreperous. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, congratulations, Georgia. Everybody clap. Yes, yes, very good. She deserves it. And uh, you get to wear the cap. You get to think of a question for our next episode. And uh, that's all I've got for this episode. Uh, thanks to Landon Bell and Mark Sparling for our music and to all you folks for showing up. Uh, I'm Adam Bell. I wrote and edited all this mess you just heard. If you'd like to hear some more or browse our text archive, which contains all our previous puzzles, you can do that at wordplay.tumblr.com. That's O-U-E-R-D-P-L-A-I-T dot T-U-M-B-L-R dot com. And look forward to one more full roundtable episode of Wordplay next week on Halloween, Wednesday, October 31st. That's all for now. I'm Adam, and for Daryl, Cat, and our new champion, Georgia, so long, everyone. Adam, I feel you could use my professional services in promoting your, uh, your podcast, because mm -hmm. you're doing a pretty poor job of it. <laughs>